are now with the star of Yapping Yankees and one of the young rising stars of Ball Nine, Mike Scudero. Mike, how's it going, my man? It's going all good, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, as always. Mike, the GOAT, what's going on, my man? The best, <laughs> the, 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 one, the one of the pound for pound best people to ever do podcasting. What's going on, my brother? Uh, James, I love you, man. How you doing? Good man. Before we get on to the baseball, I'm gonna I'm gonna I have to get this this out. Nick's not gonna like this. I'm gonna say anyway. Mike, I finally saw the the, the finale. He didn't of see it yet. Wait, wait the, the finale of what? I I didn't hear that. Look, Loki. Oh yeah. And I gotta tell you, you were right. Holy crap! That's all I'm gonna say. For those who have it, 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 it is it nuts, out. right? It is nuts. It is insane. It's insane. Now we can get to the baseball, so I just want to get that out the way because I, 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 I was just losing my mind when I saw that. No, it's great. Great stuff. Great stuff. I'm not going to say any spoilers either for those listening, but it was just, it was nuts. If, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> All right. Now, now that we got that out. I thought you were going Black Widow. That's why I shouted out he, he didn't see it yet. You know, but... uh. Oh. So, so, home run derby, all-star game, celebrity softball game. What, what did you think of the past couple of days for baseball? Um, I thought the home run derby was a blast. It's one of the best I've seen. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. And typically during the all-star break, amongst all the things that go on amongst that, the all-star game and the celebrity softball game, uh, the home run derby has always been my favorite. Always since I became a baseball fan like 15 years ago, it's always been my favorite. And um, and this year was fun for the for the history books. I had a I had a lot of fun watching it. Not surprised that Alonzo won again. I'm happy for him. Uh, Trey Mancini just made me happy inside. <laughs> I just I love I love stories like that. The guy having stage three colon cancer, beating the crap out of it, and then coming back as strong as ever. Love that. Um, and it's awesome that he made it to the finals. Um, Otani and Gallo, uh, I know were the favorites. They, they both got knocked out in the first round, but Otani still gave a good fight. Um, Gallo sort of disappointed a lot of people, I think. But um, but regardless, the derby was great. The All-Star game was, was fine. Um I guess you could say it was AL East five, National League two, but um, it was um, but it was it was even even Judge contributed a little bit. He walked and scored a run, but regardless, it was uh, it was fine. The pitching was definitely on display that night. It was uh, it was great to see Otani and Scherzer head to head in the first inning. Um, so I enjoyed the All Star game. I, I definitely enjoyed the home run derby more than anything, and obviously the celebrity softball game was just a bunch of fun and laughs and it was it was awesome seeing Cece there that was fun um but it was, it was I think it was all in all a pretty good week uh the only thing that was a disaster was the all-star jerseys but I think we've uh, I think everybody's aired their opinions about that so I won't get a dead horse but um but other than that it was a, it was a good week for me and I, I enjoyed it yeah it was fun but now we get to the real stuff um, it was great it was great for its purpose but now we get to the real stuff the Yankees, for the understatement, has been a disappointment, to say the least. They have been the most unwatchable New York team. I mean, unwatchable at points. They have been, to me, a close to a disgrace as possible. The, probably the most disappointing team. Too much talent to be this bad, but here we are. 
Um, what grade would you give the Yankees? We're gonna go. Each of us are gonna give a grade. I'm going to give a grade of D. What's your grade for the Yankees? For the first half, I would. Um, for the first half, I'm gonna give them a generous C minus. The only reason I give them a C minus, and I'm not in the D's with you, James, is because of the fact that um, that there have been some crazy things that have happened this year, and there have have been some highs. They had that uh. They had that 23-9 and nine run for a little while for the end of April until like the middle to the later part of May. Um, they've also had a no-hitter this year, they, which they haven't had since 98 with Tony's perfect game. They've had two immaculate innings. They've turned three triple plays. So it just goes to show how bizarre and inconsistent and crazy of a season it's been. So because of like the highs that the Yankees have had, which they've come few and far between, but that boosts them up slightly for me. But because of the overall results still, based on what was, that definitely knocks it down significantly. If those crazy things didn't happen, and that 23-9 and nine run didn't happen, I would definitely be in the D grades like you. But um, uh, the generous C- is because of some of the crazy things that have happened, but especially because of expectations. You couldn't have said it better. This team is just, it's been a colossal letdown. Um, the late game meltdowns the last couple of weeks have been nothing short of shamefully embarrassing, unlike any sort of collapses I've seen, especially out of guys like Chapman and even Green had the meltdown in the last game before the break. It's just been, they've had a lot of ugly losses. They've been stupid and consistent, and it's, it's been a mess so far. So to prevent a D grade because of the craziness that's happened, I'm giving them a generous C-. minus. Though Michael K. Show said the grades that it was either ESPN gave him or baseball gave him, the the Met, the Mets got a B, and they were with James. They gave them a D, and they said the only reason why they didn't give the Yankees an F is because they won the series against Seattle and Houston. So if they would have lost those series, they would have probably got an F. And of course, it's on expectations. Chapman and Cole. Got to got to get better. I'm not sold off that Houston appearance by Cole. I I have to see more consistent. And you know what? I'm with Mike. I give the Yankees a C minus, and that's and that's mainly because I don't think they're that bad to get a D or under. But based on expectations, they're not supposed to play this way. There's there was a number of stats. Where the Yankees are one of teams out of like 240 times where you have multiple leads of like four plus in the last inning and you lose. That's awful. And 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 people want to point to that Angel loss, which I was at that game. And I left, I left right before Gardner's home run actually, which kind of pissed me off. But it was... At that point, it was twelve oh five that in the morning, so the game probably ended around twelve thirty. I was cold, I was wet, and I was still there. And Mike, I think you, I think you got the right idea. I can't do it, but I wish I could. So I think it's great that you're not going to games. I wish more people would do it because guess what? Hal even talked about it in his bullshit presser that. He looks through the middle of July for seats because because he said all the season ticket holders are going to be in their seats and etc. So if people didn't stop going to games, you know what? 
that's what would make change. So unfortunately, that's not that's not never going to happen. And the reason why the Mets are so cool, yesterday they they put it out, and and I got two 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 games too because Pete because Pete Alonso won the second home run derby in a row for the rest of the season for games Monday through Thursday. They put tickets at eighty percent off. So after tax, I got two games for for the Cardinal series for a total of sixteen dollars and change. The Yankees would never do something like this. They've done a couple of cheap ticket deals, but, but the cheapest they've ever gotten out at the taxes was like twenty four dollars, and that's not too bad either. But when 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 you're playing this bad as they are, how do you have the Balls to still charge a hundred plus dollars for the hundred section. Me, me and James went to Philly. We pay ninety per ticket in in the hundred level. We in Yankee Stadium that'd be like three four hundred dollars. So it's like if if you're gonna play like this, you can't charge the same amount. Well, where do they get the nerve to to charge that? You ask. It's because they can, and they know people are gonna buy it, and they do. Um, and, and you know what, I, I went on a whole rant about fans going to games and everything, and, and, uh, I know there were some people out there bothered by it, and fine, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm just giving my opinion, I'm not telling you what to do with your money, I'm just saying what I think people should do in order for somebody to just spark some change somehow, because of how disgraceful the first half was, but, if people want to keep going to games, and by all means, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. I, I, I'm just, I'm going to do what I want to do, and you can't tell me what to do either. Um, sure. I, because of the season, I actually had sort of a, a pack of, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, even as early as like February. I was saying that I wasn't going to go to any games because I didn't want to have to spend on spend more money on tickets and concessions and, and merch and things like that um, going to the live games while not being able to have the full experience of that no mask wearing, no full capacity, having the social distance and, and all that stuff. And because if I'm going to go to a baseball game, I'm going to pay the prices that the Yankees charge especially. I, I want to be able to have the normal old experience. And before the season started, I knew that the season wasn't was going to start at least not having it that way. was going to at least start that way. So I said before the season started, I'm not going to go to any games because I don't want to spend my money on that. But now it's sort of shifted to I'm just not going to go to any games because the Yankees are terrible. And I'm not spending money on them in person. And then... I know the usual hit back is, oh, you're watching on Yes, and you're still paying them. I'm aware of that. I have to watch them somehow. I'm, I can't turn myself away, and I have a freaking podcast to do. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I'm still giving them my money by accessing the Yes Network and any sort of cable. I, I, I get it. But I would only be spending more if I went to the stadium and spent money on them in person, on merch, concessions, the seats, the parking. It's, and I don't want to do that. So, and, and I'm totally fine doing it, guys. It's plenty Smart peaceful man. and quiet in my living room on my couch. I love my house. Oh, my house is great, man. Um, but what's crazy is that, you know, we know what makes the Yankees different from, say, the Knicks is that the Knicks, the Knicks are, more, are, are one of those fans where the Knicks would be the worst team in, in, the, in the NBA, and idiot fans are still going to go out there, buy tickets, Go to the game. The team could be like 17 wins, and we're like, well, we're still going to the game. 
Yankee fans are a little bit more different, whereas that they're still someone is still paying for the game, but the only but the difference is that the only way the Yankees will make real changes is like you said, is that something has happened, the ratings have to fall low. Fans have to stop showing up. With the Knicks, this is like the, the Knicks could be terrible and there's gonna be no changes. But for the Yankees, the only changes that have to be made is if fans are gonna stop going, but fans most fans won't go because they're like, hey, man, you know, it's live events. You know, the, the pandemic has been terrible, so we're just going to go. We're just happy to go to live events. But that's the only way. The Yankees have to make changes. And it's also very hypocritical, Mike, to fire Aaron Boone when you know who's the guy that made the hire is Cashman. And I truly think that they're going to stay because next year, believe it or not, it's Cashman's last year. So that's why I don't think a move is going to be made until next year. What are your thoughts? Well, if it, it all depends on how the, how the second half goes, so it's tough to answer. But if the Yankees continue on the path that they have and they finish the second, and if the season ends and they're not going to the playoffs, they're almost going to be forced to make a move. And I do think Aaron Boone will be the fall guy. And I have said on my own show and on Twitter many times that if he were to be the one fired, nothing would change. Because philosophies and the beliefs and the fundamental core of this organization doesn't live and die by Aaron Boone. It hardly has anything to do with him, as a matter of fact. He probably has a little bit of input as the manager, probably a little bit. But you better believe that it goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way up to Hal, who trusts Cashman with this organization to run it, because he just he thinks he's a brilliant mind, and he doesn't really want to change and, and find anybody different. The- that way it does things. So... He, he, he hands him the keys, and he says, here's how much money you can spend. Go out and do it. So these cores and uh, these core fundamentals and these beliefs and philosophies, they don't live and die by Aaron Boone. But because somebody will probably take the fall, he'll probably be the one fired at the end of the year if they don't even make the playoffs because that would be unforgivable, and they'd be almost forced to do something. But as long as Cashman's around, no matter who's manager, you're not going to change. You might, you might see a little bit of... Of a different of, a, of an approach, maybe in-game managing here and there, because every manager has their own opinion and, and actions on some things. But in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to see too much change just by firing Aaron Boone, and it's unfortunate. But um, and about the Knicks point before James, just really quick, um, I also think that might partially have to do with the fact that they play in one of the most iconic arenas in the world. But um, so. But because but, uh, a lot of people might just, you know, they, they want to go to see MSG. It's such a great place. That's why the Rangers are always packed, too, But uh, even if they're bad. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely got your point there, though. But with Boone and Cashman, that's my thought. If they're going to have to – they're going to have their hand forced if they don't even make the playoffs this year. So it largely depends on what happens in the second half. That's, that's very true, a good point. You know, a big a big part of their season is on the line with eleven games, eight against the Red Sox and eight against the Rays. If they were to go realistic at least seven and eleven in those games, what would you say of their chances for the rest of the season? They'd be good. <laughs> They'd be really good. Um I probably like even better because of how because of how much of a hole they've dug for themselves in the division to this point. Um they have to win the vast majority or almost like almost all of these games, if not all of them. Uh, 
There is plenty of time left and plenty of games to go against other teams, too. But it's that much easier to gain ground in your division when you just beat your opponent head-on, as opposed to beating a team and then hoping your opponent loses in another game. Because you can win as many games as you want, but if your opponent keeps winning elsewhere, you're not gaining any ground. So you want to beat them head-on. That's the key to gaining ground quicker and more efficiently. So you've got to win these games. Like, this weekend... The Yankees don't have any time to waste. They've got to get right into it this weekend and win at least three out of four this weekend. They have to. I'm, I'm not satisfied with a split if, if, if I'm them. They probably would be, but I wouldn't. They've got to win at least three out of four. Um, and, and against the Rays, too, because even against the Rays, they're five and eight against them this year. They're at 500 against the Blue Jays, and, you know, they're, they're doing well against the Orioles, but they, they should be. So, um... So they've, they've got to keep it up against the AL East. They've got to press, and in the head-to-head matchups, they have no time to wait. They really don't. They've put themselves in that position, so they've got to dig themselves out now. Well, you know what's crazy is that what really hurt the Yankees is not so much the Rays, because, yeah, I expected the Rays to be good, even even trading, even trading um, Snell and even the loss of Glass now. The Rays are still a, a pesky team, so... They, they always find a way. And the Blue Jays are, are one or two legit starting pitches away from being a serious problem. But the Red Sox being good is what really caught the Yankees off guard. And it caught all of us off guard. I, 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 I thought the Red Sox would be better, but I didn't think the Red Sox would be this better, even with a very shaky starting um starting rotation. But which leads me into this. Um, so... Do you expect the Yankees to make any move of significance? Because it kind of seems like how Steinbrenner is going to go for bargain-based deals, you know, because he always prospect hugs, and he's not going to give up major prospects to make a run for this year. Well, and about the Red Sox really quick, you guys know that there's nobody that's willing to admit when they're wrong more than me, and I will gladly admit right here that, and I have admitted on my show and on social media and everything, that I have almost never been more wrong about any single team than I was about the Red Sox this year. I, I, he's right now, before the season started, that's exactly over 500, maybe like five games over, and my God in heaven was I wrong, but, um, and I gladly admit it. Um, but, as far as the deadline, I, I think, honestly, a large part of it also depends on what happens in this next week and a half or two weeks. Um, because if the Yankees just, as Cashman put it, sink like a stone against these in these vital games against the Rays and the Red Sox, that's going to have them in a very tough position. And no matter how much they go on about how they're going to buy, 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 I, they, they, might have to, they might have to make a decision if these next two weeks go very badly. Um... But as far as the bargain deals, Castro's going to have to do more than that. They need to do better than the Tim LeCastros out there. I don't have anything personal against him, but guys like that aren't going to be humongous difference makers. And I know the names out there are Gallo and the Martes and everything. And either one of those three or maybe even others would be good pickups. But you need even more help than that. It can't stop there. You need another starter if you're the Yankees with, the, with Seve's comeback being delayed and Kluber being out till September. You, you, and, and the rest of the rotation being extremely unstable right now. You need a legitimate outfielder because you cannot you cannot stand to be putting a, a late 30s Brett Gardner out there every day anymore. You just can't do it. And 
and you cannot put Tim LaCastro out there every day. You can't put Andujar out there every day. Quinn Frazier's not even around, and when he was around, he was terrible. So you need an outfielder. Um, he, he's got work to do. He's got to get a starter. He's got to get at least two outfielders, if you ask me. And he cannot... If, if it's what needs, needs to be done in two weeks, if the Yankees are in a good position, if they have a very good next two weeks, they win most of the games, especially against Tampa and Boston, then they cannot prospect hub. They cannot... They've got to go all in. They have to. Um... There are only one or two guys in the Yankee system that, that I say are off limits. Maybe Jason Dominguez, maybe one other. But other than that, you, you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. But if they're in position. But it also depends on what happens these next couple of weeks. M- Mike, I'm 100% with that. And, and to, you know, me and you and everybody, no one had the Boston Red Sox as the first half just like no one had the San Francisco Giants the way they were playing at the first half. Nobody. If if anybody said they did, they're lying to you or yeah, no. they're they're fanboys who are Giants and Red Sox fans. Um the one thing I know where almost I'm I'm like ninety eight points ninety eight percent sure we're gonna see tomorrow. We're gonna see Chapman tomorrow because he hasn't pitched since the second game in the Seattle series. So so Cash kind of fucked us yesterday by not pitching him. So I it's it's either going to go one of two ways. He's going to figure it out and he's going to pitch a shutout inning tomorrow or he's going to be so over amped because he hasn't been in so long and he's still scared he's going to shit the bed. So what what do you think we'll see most likely tomorrow from from Aroldo Shatton? I like to think that it's eventually a somewhat respectable outing, just because of like the law of averages and so damn untouchable for two and a half months, and now in the game in this last month or so, there's there hasn't been anyone more hittable. Um, so I have to believe that it'll go back the other way eventually. I have to hope. Um, but if not, speaking of Chapman, that was actually one of the pieces I would maybe consider moving at the deadline, <laughs> um, if if it were appropriate, of course. But. Um, but I think it spoke volumes what we saw before the All-Star break, how little the Yankees trust him now. They lost trust in him immediately, and rightfully so. I mean, the meltdowns that he had is unlike anything that's happened throughout his whole career. I mean, it's not something we've seen before, um, both for him personally and the Yankees overall. But they have to... They, <laughs> it depends on the situation. They might give him a... a Another low-leverage situation if the Yankees are up by five, six runs, get him some work. Or if the Yankees are up by one run, or maybe even they're in a tie, and they bring him in. But if he, if he has even one more meltdown, I don't, I don't know. And I, I'm looking, you know, if it's if it's appropriate, try to try to ship him off somewhere because it, it really is unfortunate what happened with Chapman because whether we like it or not. When it comes to the to the overall to the Yankees and even the Yankees and their roster in the offseason, when they were looking at all the names on paper and everything, Chapman is a humongous piece to that success. Yeah. So him being this him being this bad, whether people like it or not, is 
is colossal for this team. That is huge. Especially with Zach Britton unable to stay healthy, even though he's coming back shortly from this hamstring thing, apparently. But you don't have him consistently. Well, why is it going to be back? He's just dealing with the COVID right now. But um, And then you have Chad Green melting down on Sunday. You're running out of options here. So, like, Chapman being this bad is horrible for the Yankees. So, starting tomorrow weekend... They, they might have to try him another high lever lever situation. Maybe they they might not because they don't trust him. They know how important these games are. They might not want to play with him. It's a yank to do, but I honestly don't know what you do. You're caught between a rock and a hard place because you want them to figure it out. But these games are also like very important, and you can't do that. So I'm just waiting to see what they do. I'm. I wouldn't want to be in their position right now trying to figure out what to do. i maybe do another couple of low-leverage situations and see what we got, but it's complicated. Or just, or just use Seth as a closer. Imagine Seth as a closer. Uh, you're running out of options. You really are. You're running out. <laughs> or, or, or Michael King. <laughs> Michael King's hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, even worse, Michael yeah, so he, he, Michael King's he got, con- oh, he, he, he's, he's got a contusion in his middle finger. He, it shouldn't be a long deal, but right now he's on the injured list, yeah. Or bring up Debbie. Oh, my God. Debbie, the last I heard, the last I heard was a few weeks ago, but uh, he, he's been he's been horrible. This, he's lost control, his control and command of his pitches right now. This one, that's what we're saying. It's bad. <laughs> no, no, like, like the Yankees, Yankees should have just traded Debbie when you were at his high point. Like I said, Cashman overvalues his prospects so much. Like, that's always been his downfall. Because he always, like, you know, you should have, like, me- remember, remember Chance Adams? He was supposed to be this rock star. And all of a sudden, Chance Adams is terrible. Right there, another guy, you know, his one shining moment was a home run off of Andrew Miller. Since then, he's been obscurity. Um, the pro- Cashman does really does a bad job of All right, James, hold up. Hold up. Of speaking of prospects, and I, w- I want both your thoughts on this. Glenn Otto from Somerset to Scranton. Brandon Lockridge from Hudson Valley to Somerset. Anthony Volpe, Pat DeMarco, Jacob Sanford from Tampa to Hudson Valley. And Jason Dominguez, Ryder Green, and, and Al Dennis Sanchez from Florida Coastal to Tampa. What do you guys think about that? I, I think it, I think they deserve promotions. I've heard great things about Volpe, um, and all of them have great numbers that warranted a move up. If only uh, if only Hoy Park warranted the same. But um, so I, I don't know. But but it sounds like they're they're deserved, uh, especially Volpe. I've been looking in on him a little a lot more. Uh, he, he looks very promising. He's going to move up quickly. Um, Hoy Park is kind of like how DJ not not DJ like DD. Analytics. Apparently, they're not in love with him. the numbers. Don't support that, which is like weird, but whatever. But I want to talk about. But but before before I talk about the draft, I'm going to answer a next question. Um, I I I I, I call up some. I think they're well deserved, well warranted. Um, Otto, I've heard great things about. I um, hope to see him soon. Um, Dominguez was only a matter of time, so that didn't really surprise me. So all of them got the cops, and they rightfully deserve that. But, you know, and I totally agree with, with what you said, Mike. So I want to get to the draft real quick. Um, obviously, the Yankees drafted Trey, Trey Sweeney. Hold up with that. Before that, hmm? 
tweets from Cuddy and Hulk. Yan- Yankee top scout Damon Oppenheimer says second round pick Brandon Beck might already be really close to the majors. Not a ton more development to do. Called him a possible high-end starter. The Yankees expect to sign Brock Selvage, according to scouting head Damon Oppenheimer. They saw him as one of the top three high school pitchers in the draft. Then Cuddy said about Volpe that he has an ultra-impressive. Volpe hit 302 with 12 home runs, 49 RBIs, and 54 games at low A before just getting bumped to high A. And then Trey Sweeney is definitely staying at shortstop. on that, that's really interesting. So hopefully these guys continue their development and that's very interesting news. So hopefully we see Brandon back maybe um maybe twenty twenty three, what I'm assuming. But um but Mike, I thought the biggest thing in the draft was Kumar Rocker was supposed was viewed as one of the best pitchers, man. This guy was a stud. And the fact that he dropped all the way to tenth the New York Mets and apparently, reports are saying a couple of things. Number one is that apparently the velocity dip and the spin rate was not as high because, you know, the analytic nerves. And the second thing was that the top team didn't want to play, pay that salary. But, but Rich Stevie Cohen said, I don't give a crap. Like, I, I want to win. So, fuck that. Here we go. So, what do you think of that? I'm not surprised. <laughs> Steve Cohen would have that sort of an approach. He's had that in the he's had that approach since he became the owner. Um, but yeah, I was I was I myself was pretty shocked to see him drop down ten. Um, but you know, good for the Mets. I mean, anybody else ahead of him that, that slept on him, I guess they didn't think it was an area of need, or if, like you said, they didn't want to pay that. But uh, least surprising thing in the world whenever some sort of a headline comes up about Steve Cohen not caring about. And some sort of contract that might consider be considered to be a lot of money, because um, he's had that right mindset since he became the owner of the Mets. So, uh, so yeah, I, I foresee good things out of that kid. And if uh, if the Mets get their money's worth, it ought to be really good for them. <laughs> and you were also talking about possibly trading Chapman. Um, what if? And let's just say, what if Stanton is willing to waive his no trade clause, right? Because Yankees say, hey, listen. Where we we're gonna play really really bad over these couple of years, they're gonna t- they're gonna try to sell him on doing that. And what if the only way Chapman and John Carl Stanton can be traded, separate trades, right, not together, is if something good goes with them, like to move to move Stanton, you have to put Glaber in other pieces, or or to move Chapman, you would have to put you know a guy like Debbie Garcia with him or Miguel Andujar. Would you be willing to do something like that? It all depends on the return. Um, but but getting rid of those, getting rid of like the stands or any monster contract like that, honestly, guys, if if it's not one of the major market teams picking it up, he's not going anywhere. And of course, like you said, he has to he has to waive the no trade clause too. But if he were to do that. And not a lot of teams in baseball are good money spenders, and they would not be willing to take on Stanton's contract. So it, he'd be a very tough move. Um, yeah, it, it's got to it's got to be like a, a Dodgers or some like the Red Sox or some massive spender. But because um, anybody else really isn't doing it, or maybe even like a 
I don't know, maybe like a, like an Angels or some other team that spends a lot of money as a high payroll. But if it's not any of them, then it's it's probably not happening. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 tough. And regardless of who you group them with, it also depends on what the other team would be willing to give back. And if you're gonna if they're gonna package so like a package like Stanton and Glaber, you know, despite. Glaber having the awful year that he's having, you, you better be getting still a decent amount back. <laughs> so it, it does depend on the return, too. Speaking of return, leads me into a couple years ago, Yankee fans, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has, uh, has, has this year and next year under team control. Aaron Judge has, for the most part, stayed healthy and he's put up good numbers, but right now hasn't resulted in winning. My question to you is, are you willing to give a guy who does have an injury history, who this is only the one year he stayed healthy other than his rookie season, give him a massive contract at age 31? Really? Are you willing to give that? Because I'm having to do that. We've seen the Jacoby Ellsbury's. We've seen that. How's that, how's that looking for the Yankees? Not great. So are you willing, Mike, to give Aaron Judge that big of a contract? If you're not, then if you're going to show Aaron Judge, you better get a huge haul. I'm talking guys who are ready to play right now. And again, guys who have potential to be a star. Not guys that are like fringe players. I mean guys that are big league ready right now. You better get a, a, a remarkable haul for Aaron Judge, but um, for the record, as far as what I think the Yankees will do, I I just it's impossible for me to see any scenario where the Yankees let's go. I, I just I just think he, he's he's your prototypical Yankee for life. I just find it very hard to imagine them letting him go. But um, as far as what I would do, I, I would want to see him stay healthy again next year because I've been very impressed with how he stayed healthy this year. Very impressed. Um, he came into the season after the last three years or so with a lot to prove as far as his health, and he has excelled. Um, he's had the best season of any Yankee in that lineup, in my opinion. He's been one of the very, very few strong suits on this massively underperforming team. Um, and he's, and I'm very happy about that because I also, before the season started, you guys have probably seen this, but I predicted that he would play 140 plus and at 40 plus home yeah. runs. We're on a decent trajectory for that so far. So, um, and I, and I went out on a limb saying that because of what's happened to him the last three years, but, uh, I believed in him. I'm glad he's I'm a big fan of how Aaron judges personally. I think he's on the field. That's the key when he's on the field and he's done a great job with that. So if he stays, if he stays this year and stays healthy next year, I might look into it. Uh, because it's, it's hard to imagine him going, and it's even harder for me to imagine the Yankees letting him go. So, um, a lot of it depends on what's um, what's going forward. You have to see how it, this season plays out, and even next year. Um, so, I, I I hate to keep on giving like sort of it depends answers, but it really does depend. It's, that's how it is. So, um, but right now, I'm. I'm I'm going back and forth in my mind. I've been doing that for a while, but uh, that that could swing one way or the other, depending on how the next year and a half, give or takes, goes. Well, Mike, I gotta be honest. You know, listening to Yapping Yankees every weekend, uh, you make it very, very interesting with your rants. 
And of course, it's like that because the Yankees suck right now. So, you know, I'd rather you ran less and hope the Yankees start winning. Plus, that that's also great for your blood pressure as well. You know, we don't need you to go to the hospital, you know. But last two questions before you leave. One, do you... Do you really think in your heart the Yankees will make the playoffs? And two, this weekend, like like many others, will you watch Space Jam 2? Uh, I'm not watching Space Jam 2. Um, get that out of the way first, nice and quick. Uh, chances, um, chances for the Yankees make playoffs. Um, my answer to that is the same answer I gave on the podcast, is that games go like this weekend, how the remainder of the games go against Boston or Tampa. If they lose most of them or nearly all of them, I think they're done. Um, and it also depends on what happens depending on what happens on those games. So if they have a good deadline and they bring in pieces that they really need, they add a starter, at least one at least one outfielder, um, they start looking a bit better. And of course the rest of the team also has to play up to their Baseball cards, the ones who are underperforming, which is almost all of them. So, um, so all, and, and it is a lot. So, it's it's there's a strong argument for the choice of no for the, and the Yapping Yankees polls that I've done on social media. Each time that I've done this about Yankee playoff chant, vast majority have voted no. Don't think they're going to the. And I'm honestly, because it depends on what happens in these very important games especially against those like the Red Sox and the Rays. And then it also depends on what happens at the deadline as a result of those games. So I, I got it, honestly, until like August comes around, beginning mid-August, I got to give you another hard I don't know because it, it's, it really depends. And this weekend is a humongous start. But again, like I said before, they have no time to waste. And they put themselves in that position. They have no one to blame but themselves. They blew a lot of games that they had zero, that nobody, that that anybody had no business losing. So they've got to get going, and they've got to get going right away. And it'll be much clearer in as soon as three weeks, I think, whether they're going to make the playoffs or not, whether you're leaning towards yes or no more. I agree. Hold on. Before we get you out of here, Mike, um, second, big prediction, second half. You will you made a lot of rants. You said a lot of critical things with the Yankees, rightfully <laughs> so, because they deserve it. Is do you believe, as we start the second half on Thursday, the Yankees will turn it around, or will we see the same old Yankees as they are inconsistent, like a roller coaster, and they finish with about 84 wins, and we be disappointed? Ah, oh, boy. Um... For the sake of the fact that I've given you a lot of I don't knows and it to be determined answers, I'll give you a solidified answer this time. As much as it pains me to say this, um, and, and I really, I'm not saying this I'm a fake fan or anything, I, I hope to God I'm as wrong as possible. I hope I'm wronger about this than I was about the Red Sox, if wronger is even a word. But, um, um, I think we're going to see the same old Yankees. Um... I hate to say I, I hate to say that with every fiber of my being, um, because I I do still think they have 
a solid chance of making the playoffs because they have a lot of these vital games left that they have to win. But I'm I'm not sure they could do it. Um, this isn't a, a small sample size of crappy gameplay we've seen. We've seen about 90 games of this. It's 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 not a humongous sample to help if you want. Um, because right now they they don't their starting rotation is still quite unstable. I mean, still a few weeks away. Cooper's not coming back anytime soon. Um, obviously the deadline hasn't happened yet. They haven't acquired another starter. Um, the way their outfield looks is massively holding them back. I don't want to hear any. I don't even want to hear any debate on. And tell me that putting Brett Gardner out there every day and guys like Ken LaCastro is not holding them back. Is holding them back. They don't. The only outfielder they have are Judge. That's and that's the problem. That's it, very it, true. I. I. You know it, what? I'm. I'm with you. I. I think it, it, you're a hundred percent right. And you know what? I'm real scared of Yankee Twitter. I think if this team is at this point or worse by the middle of August, it is going to be so unbearable. Yeah, no, it's 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 going to be bad. And you know what? The the Yankees will have warranted that because based on their expectations, the fans were expecting. You know, this is a World Series or bust team battling team the second wild card. I mean, who the hell could have predicted this? It's. It's unbelievable. This team is massively flawed, whether it be because of injuries or otherwise. It's not even as much about injuries this year as it's been years past. Not nearly. So, um, it's just a matter of guys underperforming and the roster being completely flawed. The outfield, the bullpen, even fell apart in the last week with Chapman not performing Britain again. That green's been melted down in Houston. Uh, Loisic is out right now. He's probably the, the, the brightest pen of them all. Um, the rotation's unstable. Line up underperforming, no legit outfield. It's flawed. So it's not. It's not like it's completely ridiculous or being a fake fan to say you don't really believe in this team's ability to turn it around. They could very well turn it around, but they stay in this sort of construction with the roster, or if they do very little to improve it at the deadline, then how could you blame anybody for feeling down on this team's chances reasonably? How could you? I mean, it's it. It's just right in front of you. <laughs> so. I hope to God I, I, I had to make the decision between one or the other. And even though I think there's definitely a chance it could turn it around, and it, and it massively depends on what in these important games at the deadline, but right now, the state that they're in at this moment, it's long-term change. That's the long-term. Not going, not going 10 and 2, going 1 and 11. That seems that we've been seeing. So it, they they gotta they gotta get it going, and you gotta speak away tomorrow, right away. All right, buddy. Before you go, shout out Yapping Yankees and tell the people you know where they can get your pod and a little bit what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. Yapping Yankees. I the description of the show and what I thought about is exact. I have about the Yankees nonstop until your ears start bleeding. Uh, hopefully that bit bleeds. But um, so we talk, you know, just everything going universe, everything. I recap games, I do social media polls and, and Q&As and open-ended questions with my follower. Mike, you there? We lost you. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah.
Alright, awesome. But yeah, that's that's the show. It's it goes anywhere from like fifteen minutes to an hour ten to peak. Um, there's a new episode that drops every Sunday night, and it's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Um, and just uh, tune in if you to everything Yankees. Is. There's no better spot for it. Mike, thank you so much for coming on, man, and we really appreciate having you on, brother. Oh, and I appreciate you guys having me as always. Thank you very much. Take care, buddy. Take care.